So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast. I did not pull up what episode we're on, so I am just going to sit here and talk until I look that up. We are on episode 327. Very well done. I was almost going to propose we try again, but you nailed it. You stuck the land in. Good job. Thank you. And today's date is December 5th, 2021. My name is Nathan Reaton's Ruth. Joining me this week, as you heard, Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. So what? We need a new theme song. We do. We really do. I, I, I have been using, we've been using this song for like four years. I think it's time for a change. And we're also joined by Andrew Roa McFain. Wait, did we not use that song originally or something? No. No, we did oh. not. We, we started using that song. I, I, I mean, it was pretty quick, right? When we started. Uh, but it took, it, it was a, a little while. We didn't have an intro at first. Oh. Yeah. So don't go back and listen to those episodes, but at first we did not have an intro theme. However, I want to know one thing. Aroa, where can we find you? You go to the website. Uh, It's there. You can go there. It's there. Cool. Cool. And Connor, where can we find you? You could find me at Aroa.website. One of those links that I want to bring your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. Come check it out. We're doing very well. Sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, the, not this podcast. That podcast is. Uh, we, have no, we have no sponsors on this podcast. And podcast of course. Been going for six solid years. Uh, independent. Fully independent. Fully Want independent. To see job one. I have I have spent hundreds of dollars on this podcast. <laughs> um, so anywho, you can find me Nathan Reeton Spruth everywhere at Reeton on uh, Reeton on Twitch, Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on YouTube. Uh, that's basically where you're gonna want to find us. This podcast is on Reeton. Uh, it's on Spotify. Reeton podcast on Spotify. Uh, it's on iTunes. You can actually rate us on iTunes. A five out of five. It's always great. And then leave a little comment. If you leave a comment, we will read it on stream. Or on on the podcast when I see it, and uh, I want to I want to know something, Aroa. Do you oh. feel weird when people call you by your your actual name? Um, whenever I'm used to them calling me by my online handle, yes. Yeah, like me too. Uh, sometimes. Even friends I have in real life, if we're talking online, and they're like, "Oh, Nathan," I'm like, "Whoa." Don't don't call me that. That's weird. It, it, whoa, whoa, whoa! We are not on a first name basis. Yeah, I've only known you for seventeen years. Come on, man. So I don't know. It's it's like I have you saved as Aroa in my phone, uh, yeah. because it would be weird. Especially, and it's really weird when I hear your friends calling you Andy. Yeah, like I I've gotten kind of involved with another friend group. Um, it was like my brother-in-law's like kind of wow group. Um, and we've been just kind of doing other stuff with them. And for some fucking reason, it's caught on that 
my family calls me Andy, so now they all call me Andy, and I'm like, great, now I deal with this all the time. Like, yeah, I have a I have a friend who's named is, uh, you know, like Alexandria, or something, and she goes by Lexi, but apparently that was a conscious effort because everybody when she was younger called her Allie. And then they like moved mm. and she's like, I'm changing it. I'm going to go by Lexi now. And I guess that's a thing. Like I've now I understand there are multiple people, multiple people who are like, I don't want to go by my old nickname. I'm going by my new nickname. And I, I don't get it, but whatever. Maybe, that's why maybe I'm weird. People call me T-Bone. <laughs> yes. Uh, I also had a friend who his name uh, was A-C-E. So like his first initial of each letter or each name ended up being A-C-E or Ace. And he was like, hey, everybody, I want you to start calling me Ace from now on. And everyone's like, no, we're not. We're not going to be doing that. No, Alan, <laughs> you're, you're not. No, you're not getting that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His name's Aaron. But... Uh, even like worse. we're just like no no we're not we're not gonna do that we're gonna we're gonna not call you ace <laughs> uh anyway so what games have you played this week connor me uh let's see i played a little bit of spaceman space station 13 that's always a fun game i recommend people play it out we are in the middle of a gray tide which is the um what, what would you call it the colloquialism for when there's a whole bunch of new players joining on uh, uh so the surge yeah, it's it, the idea is when you're a staff assistant, you have a gray jumpsuit on. So anyways, um, I've sort of been staying away from that just to let things settle, as it were. Things are kind of crazy when people are still finding out, oh, it's a big sandbox and I really can be a shitter if I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played some Skyrim and what's going on with that is uh, my file keeps on crashing on me, which is better than what it was doing before, where it was just black screen, which is an issue that a whole lot of people were having. But I guess a buddy of mine I was talking to yesterday who also was playing Skyrim was having the same problem. So I'm I'm done. I just I really want to check out that new content, but I'll wait until it's fixed. Yeah, and that sounds about right. Years, the game still doesn't work. Well, it's a it's a Bethesda game. They they are throwing more features on top of a wagon that already has a broken wheel. Looking forward to Starfield. <laughs> ten, ten year old uh, game running on a twenty year old engine. I've been playing that Pokemon game, which is to say I haven't really been playing that Pokemon game. I got a coworker and a good buddy who are both playing the version that I don't have. And they're like, oh, I got six gyms. Oh, I beat the game. And I was like, I I just started. I'm two two badges in, you know, still fresh on the fresh on the map, basically. One day I might play that. I just don't get excited for Pokemon in the same way that I did when I was a child. New Diamond and Pearl, right? That's what you're talking about. Brilliant diamond and shining pearl or something like that I, it's hard to keep up there's so many yeah and it's um, it's pokemon that's it definitely and pokemon hasn't really changed in the last 30 years and it's a good formula and i never played the original of these this is where i fell off previously so it's kind of nice just to see what i missed but nothing's really keeping me intrigued to be like oh and i want to see what's going on next i usually like I do whenever I play a Switch game a couple minutes before bed, and it is a good game for that. Sometimes it's funny. I turned on my Switch. I was like, oh, right. I was right in the middle of a fight. I like uh, I like Diamond. Uh, I didn't beat it, but I did play it when, when it was out. I'm not much of a handheld gamer, so 
me beating a handheld game is kind of difficult. That's why I loved like the Super Nintendo, the the Super Game Boy, and the little Game Boy add-on for the the GameCube. I think those mm-hmm. that those were great. And I had both of those as well. Yeah, those are those are wonderful. I didn't have the add-on for the GameCube because I didn't have a GameCube until I was like twenty-five, and now Oops. finding Oops. the uh, the disc is annoying. Apparently, next time you ever go to Japan, not that they'll ever let Americans back into Japan at this rate. Yeah, you should try to find one. I should. I'm gonna get an orange GameCube, and I am going to try to get one of those. There, there's a couple things I want to pick up. Uh, I want to pick up an orange GameCube, but that's mainly because Air Fox wants an orange GameCube. I recall. And uh, there's there's some other things. I'm I want to look for Virtual Pro Wrestling, uh, which is a <laughs> Nintendo 64 game, and that is uh, apparently one of the best wrestling games ever made. So I gotta I gotta get that. Anyway. And then to to finish my list of things that I've been playing, I also because it was thirty bucks picked up Red Dead Redemption Two. I have a feeling I'm going to spend a lot of time in this game. I'm actually playing poker right now in it just because I could do that with, like, one brain neuron. Are you liking that? Are you liking uh, Red Dead? So far, yeah. I keep on accidentally being a crimer. Like, I'll I'll walk into somewhere and some people will be like, this ain't none of your business, fella. And I was like, easy. I'm just going to de-escalate this situation. And then they shoot me, and they can't live after that. Right. Too dangerous. I... I, I mentioned on the podcast that I think that is a, a beautifully well-crafted game that I don't enjoy playing. And it is beautiful. I am having a blast just, like, taking my horse into the wilderness, finding somewhere high, getting off and finding something to hunt. Oh, uh, getting high as in, like, climbing a mountain. You, know I mean? <laughs> you, don't, you don't get high in the game, sadly. Okay. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think that's a feature. No. Uh, I don't... I just... It's... 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 Very boring to me, but that's that's all right. I, I know there's a lot of stuff that you can do, but none of it I really wanted to do after like 35 hours of playing the game. So I just beat I, it. I, I remember when I was playing the first one, it like triggered something deep in me that remembers that I actually know some Spanish. And I'm not <laughs> sure if that's going to be a problem with this one as well. Hopefully. Tune in in like three weeks when uh, we are en español. Cool. So, uh, we're going to go to Aurora and ask what games he's played this week. So, most of my week uh, in my spare time has been spent attempting to play games because uh, I don't know what is going on, um, but as I may have talked about before, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Um, I have my PS2. Uh, has a mod, uh, well, a modded memory card uh, doing the free yeah, yeah. boot thing. Free make boot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've got software on it called Open PS2 Loader, which has a feature in it where it can connect to an SMB server, or Samba, as, as it's often referred to, uh, to stream games from that shared uh storage device so i have a ton of games that i ripped uh from my legal copy of them um onto my server of course Uh, 
and and so I have I have this big archive of games. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I, I I'm just gonna be able to take all these games and just play them on my PS2 with very little effort. And it's been possibly two weeks now that I have been doing this, and I made a lot of headway this week. Uh, and by that I mean I got really fucking frustrated and was like, okay, motherfucker, let's just put a Samba server on this Raspberry Pi and turn it into a dedicated PS2 game machine. Um, and even that is not working perfectly well. Uh, in fact, in some ways it's even worse. And I can't tell if that is uh, because of the, uh, the because of the Raspberry Pi. Or if yeah. I'm just doing something stupid, do, I don't know. Do you have a uh, a fatty or a thin? Uh, this one is a slim. I I have a fat PS2 somewhere because like I know what you're getting at. Yes. Um, and that would be the much easier option. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the adapter and everything to use a SATA drive with the fucker. I just don't know where it is. Uh, you know, so you know, I have doing... five, right? Well, aren't you fucking cool? Like, I could just <laughs> send you one. <laughs> you want a PS2? Uh, yeah, like... I'll send you that when I send you the monitor that I owe you. That I don't owe oh, you, yeah. but I told you I was going to give you. Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, that's been really fun. It's like either, either the load times will be really, really, really bad. Or the game will just suddenly freeze out of nowhere. Uh, well, that's because the, the network connection on the PS2 sucks balls. It's a hundred megabit. Like Kinda. it's not, it's not that bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, it, it's a ten one hundred port. Um, like you can technically just play games off of a USB drive. No, you USB can't. Are... That is a lie. Can... It's a no, one point one. Can. It's a one. It sure is. <laughs> it runs at like fourteen <laughs> megabits a second. It is slow as fuck. But fourteen megabytes a second. Sorry. It, it is. It, I think it's lower than that. I think it's even slower than that. Um, okay. But you can do it. Uh, but like that, as you have just said, sucks donkey dick. So I want to be able to do it over SMB. I did it before with my old server setup. And now I'm trying to do it with the Samba server running in Docker. And there's something about that setup that is just not, it, it is not happy about it. And, and I have another uh, question. I have another question. Uh, uh, what about emulation? Okay. So like this, uh, I, I got back into this because my sister-in-law uh, wanted to play a bunch of older games. Uh, and then... She went from PS1 games to then PS2 games, and she had been playing a bunch of PS2 games over Discord, and like we've just been watching her play them while we're doing other stuff. And uh, there were a lot of issues, like most of them minor, most of it just like, oh, the frame rate kind of sucks every once in a while. But some games just still don't quite work right when they're emulated. That's true. It is there. There are some games that don't work even with the PCSX2. Like it, it just doesn't load right, or yeah. the text is wrong in a lot of RPGs, stuff like that. Yeah, 
uh, like she was trying to play Rumble Roses and the uh, mud wrestling thing just it, it doesn't load. It, it goes to loading screen and then it freezes. Interesting. Uh, Outlaw Volleyball runs like hot ass. Um, and it like it, it's not her machine because truth be told, I think her computer is better spec than mine. Uh, at least in terms of the GPU, because she's got a, two, a 2070, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it, it just runs like shit, and I tried it on mine. It runs like shit. Uh, so, so I'm like, so... I want to I get this working on real hardware so it doesn't have that problem. Just get a fat, just get your fat PS2 and a <laughs> 500 gig hard drive. You'll be fine. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I want to do that, and then, like, the long-term thing, which would be really cool if I ever got the motivation to go through with it, is I think it would be really fucking cool to hook it up to a capture card and then build, like, uh, either either use an Arduino or maybe even use the Raspberry Pi if I can um, to send controller inputs from my PC to the ps2 and then do like parsec uh to be able to play ps2 games on real hardware online so your idea is like to use an arduino or something and adapt it to the playstation controller port yeah because because like you can you can buy ps2 controller cables uh like extension cables and the actual inputs on these old controllers they're just voltages like you're you're just sending certain values over the wires like it's not like modern ones where it's it's some kind of digital signal like it it doesn't give a fuck what's telling it to do it it just needs to get the the electricity through so it shouldn't be that hard and i've seen some projects uh that kind of will do this but none of them will take an input from a pc and that's going to be the difficult part where I'll probably end up having to actually learn something, learn how to do this myself. Man, uh, it, it would be nice if we knew somebody who knew how to code. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, do, do we know nice. anyone who's a coder around here? <laughs> uh, well, my my brother-in-law does some stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, there was this there was this guy I knew for There's a while, only... but. He's he's like kind of stopped doing coding. I used to follow him on Twitch and stuff, and he would do coding, but he doesn't do that anymore. You know, Connor, with a name like Cyberpunk Monk, you'd think you'd be into like that sort of thing. Yeah, I think I have the time for that sort of thing. (laughs) So anyway, if I didn't work a full time job. Mm Mm-hmm. So Uh, I feel you. uh, Did Uh, you play anything else? um, Went on for ten, fifteen minutes about that. Oh look, that's been most of my life. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I'm still doing. I'm still doing uh, Pokemon Go. Still walking around. Uh, sometimes recording some cringy uh, Snapchats that yep. I, I find I find very fun. My girlfriend um, saw one of the Snapchat because I clicked on it, which is a mistake. <laughs> uh, and she's like, "Turn that down! Like, why is it so loud?" She doesn't understand why there's seagulls in December. <laughs> I don't no, it was the one yesterday. Uh, climate why are there change. Seagulls in the Midwest. Climate change. I, and, and just because I'm a little salty about it right now, I'll have both of you know I spent like 
two hours on Friday getting my IDE to work with Python. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Visual Studios does it in console, and it works fine when I compile it through command line. But when I use the IDE, it it was blowing a gasket, and I found out why. It had to do with system variables. Fuck y'all. I'm still coding. <laughs> uh. I played Crab Game yesterday, uh, which is a free, uh, <laughs> like, shitty little indie game based on Squid Game uh, that you can play with up to, like, 30 people or something. Um, it's 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 pretty fun, and considering it's free, like, I think that's pretty cool. That's um, good. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to get my family to play... Uh, prop hunt because they they want to play that fucking prop night game uh but it's twenty dollars and twenty dollars for a game that should be in early access and is just a dead by daylight ripoff combined with prop hunt is like eh. they're they're gonna have to finish the game before i consider that yeah you know Ro, you can play prop hunt for free in pavlov not with his family. Pop hunt Pavlov? Sure, they get it. Pavlov is just Counter Strike. Uh, but yeah, somebody Christ. has made multiple what? prop hunt maps. What? One of them's Don't a warehouse. One of them's a hotel. That's I like awesome. the I like the Final Fantasy uh, Pavlov maps. That's fun. I like those ones. I don't know. No, that's that's VR chat. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm I'm. I'm writing a PowerShell script that will download all of the other requirements alongside Gary's mod uh, and install them for them because that's the big pain point for them is uh, I have to get all these other like Counter-Strike assets and I don't own the game. I'm like, you just download the dedicated server. It's free. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to move on to me. And we're gonna. Go. Uh, first off, uh, I was telling Connor before the before the episode. I actually, I actually bought a new graphics card for my Plex server. Uh, currently, my Plex server has a uh, or ha- had a nine seventy, and I downgraded to a ten fifty Ti because I'm gonna put the nine seventy into uh, my old computer and gift that to my girlfriend. So I downgraded to a 1050 Ti because Woot was doing a one-day deal, and they had a bunch of graphics cards for, like, not reasonable prices, but better than eBay. And so I got a 1050 Ti for 140 bucks. Why do you have a dedicated NVIDIA GPU in your Plex? Are you running, like, an Intel CPU, or are you running an AMD CPU? No, it's Intel, but uh, remember, I also stream with that same computer. Oh, right. So, uh even if even if you have like a AMD APU or something, you first off it is AMD by the way. It's an AMD uh 1700. Ryzen 1700, which I don't think have onboard graphics. They do not. So, I need it. Uh but That's also why I was asking Yeah. If you if you had Intel cuz I was like why don't you just use quick sync encoding? But now I understand why. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually, I'm just, I was shocked that I was able to find a, a graphics card at a reasonable price. It was weird. That's because it was a 1050. 
No, because if you go on eBay, those are going for two to three hundred dollars still. What the fuck? Yeah, the buy. I saw a buy it now for three hundred dollars. Um, but usually they're around. If it wasn't cutting off support for the 780, I'd probably be able to hawk that thing. <laughs> you probably still can. Uh, yeah. Let's see. When are they killing that off? I don't know. Let's check. Let's check uh, then, what? GTX 780. Was it just a 780, not TI? Yeah. No. Um, oh, they're only going for like. Oh, well, I don't know. These are all bids. So the bids are, are low, but they've got a few days on them. Um, the buy it now for this one is 250 The buy it now for this one is 200 225 Uh, This one's 119 that You can make, but it, but it, but it has a code 43. That's a broken one. Oh. For $120. You could get like 200 bucks off your 780 <laughs> That's so stupid. Do it. Um, so GTX 1050 Ti, and then we're going to move on to the games I played. Uh, yeah, 199 are best offer, 299 are best offer, uh, 250 buy it now, 324 buy it now. Incredible. Yeah. So it, I looked it up and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I got to grab it and, and, I was the intention was I was going to put it in my other computer and give it to my girlfriend, but the 970 is better, so I'm going to give that to her. Anyway, this is so much worse than that time whenever, whatever, what was it? Taiwan flooded or whatever? Yeah, and this hard is drives, like skyrocketed. It, they didn't even go that high. They rose by like 25 percent, maybe. Like it wasn't yeah. that bad. Now it's just awful. Like a 1050 Ti should be under a hundred dollars. Yeah, like man, it's, brand it's almost new. like we shouldn't have like all the manufacturing infrastructure relegated to like three countries in the middle of Asia. Careful, yeah, you always think start so. to make too much sense over there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I played some. Uh, I played some Halo, and uh, I'm I. Connor's seen me play it. Connor's played with me. I, I would I, like to say I'm play on Monday. Yeah, we did. Was, was uh, that when we did that big old team battle thing. No, that, that was, was last week. That was a week before. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, um, but I, I'd like to say that I, I think I'm pretty good at the game. Like, shockingly okay. And uh, I had fun. I had fun with it, so I'll be streaming that probably tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Twitch. And then uh, I played some Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, which is, again, a fun game. Uh, I'm starting to get to the point where I just might want to finish it. I get to that point with long games where I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna skip all of these side quests and uh, finish the game now." And uh, it's good. It's good though. Uh, lots of reading. Not really a a streaming title, so of course I'm streaming it Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. All right. And that's really it. That's all the games I played uh, this week. There are some games I'm interested in, but I haven't. I haven't actually sat down and played anything other than those two games. As I as I said before the podcast, like it's weird. I have like a person who wants to spend time with me uh and gets mad when I don't spend time with them. So it's annoying, I, isn't it? It's 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 a little bothersome to <laughs> to be honest. No, it's it's good. Nobody it's wants good. to spend time with me. It's fucking great. 
<laughs> it's I try to spend time with you. We're spending time together right now, and you'll be happy to know that I've been watching a I've been reading the manual and I've been watching a lot of uh, Shadowrun YouTube videos. That's good. Uh, you a fan yet? Uh, I am a fan of the setting, but I haven't played the game yet, so I don't know if I'm a fan yet. Uh, it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. I like it's yeah. my favorite tabletop game. Interesting. Well, that's until the Power Rangers one comes out, and then we can play that. So I'll try it with you. Whatever. We're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about some news stories. Uh, what I want to say first is let's we 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 mentioned it, and it's not the first on the list, but we we were kind of talking about it, so we're gonna move on and talk about that. The Nvidia company, they make graphics cards and stuff. They have asked the Biden administration to exempt graphics cards from the tariffs. We've spoken about this before. So right before, I think it was right before Trump left office, they implemented these tariffs on, on goods coming from China. And there was a delay in graphics cards being added to these tariffs. But right before Trump left office, those tariffs took effect. I think it was last October. I could be wrong. And it's putting a 25% tariff on graphics cards coming from China. Where are all of the graphics cards made? <laughs> so, so we already had a shortage of graphics cards. Um, when the, when the RTX card, the RTX 30, the 3000 series came out, we already had scalpers buying them up left and right. They didn't have enough supply to meet the demand. Prices were already inflated. Then you add on a 25% tariff, and it just makes it even worse to where you have 1050 Ti selling for $300 on eBay. So Biden, uh, the Biden administration, I was hoping when they went in there that they would look at this and it's one of the first things I would have done because it seems relatively easy to do to just cancel those tariffs, but I'm not a politician, so I don't know. Uh, but that's what I would do is I would cancel the tariffs. If you want to put a tariff on it, I understand that we like why they did that. Uh, and it's basically because Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And was purposely hurting, they they hurt the 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 entire gaming industry by that one move. Uh, and not and just, not even just the gaming industry, like the tech in general. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you you go and you you can put tariffs, and tariffs can work. Uh. Like if there's if there's a company that's wanting to outsource jobs to another country, you can put tariffs that make it harder to outsource that specific job that make it cost as much or more money to hire somebody in another country so that way you can keep that job in the United States. But putting tariffs on goods is typically a fucking stupid idea because what is the company going to do? Are they going to eat that loss or are they going to raise prices by more than 25%? No, they'll just do what Apple did in India and build new factories domestically, right? It works every time. Didn't Apple not do that? No, Apple did do that. 
but uh, because India India has a uh, India has a tax on all products coming from everywhere in the entire world. It, oh. Anything that anything that comes in India is taxed. I think twenty percent. So to get around that, Apple just built a manufacturing plant in India, and see, all it does is make iPhone SEs. See, and that can happen. Uh, and that, and that, I guess that could work. The, the difference is that it's in India. It's in India, you know, and and it's, it's Apple. sharing a landmass with the rest of the uh, the the trade route. There. Right, but then there's also. Like there, there are certain regulations that aren't terrible. Um, I, I I listened to some some podcasts and stuff about uh, obviously professional wrestling, and in order to run shows in Canada, you had to have like an office in Canada. Mm-hmm. So in the nineties, uh, the WWF had uh, some office, like an office with like five employees in Canada, just so that. When they wanted to, they could run shows up in Canada. And uh, same thing with like being on Canadian television. Like they had to, in order to, for the wrestling to be on Canadian television, they had to do that. So there are some regulations that make, kind of make sense. Like uh, they want to keep some of their programming in Canada or made in Canada. So they have to have that. But that's not as egregious as putting a 25% tax on a product that. A just came out, and B is is essential for not only gamers, but like graphics cards are essential for lots of different people. If you're, I'm, I don't like them, but miners, um, uh, and then also the people who do crypto mining, and then also, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then also we got you know just people wanting to buy computers for like three D design and stuff. Um, yeah. A lot of engineering goes, and they have just a typical graphics card. Even the uh, the Quadro series are sold out right now, so it's it's insane. And so I hope that the Biden administration actually looks at this and says, "Hey, we want to uh, we want to cancel that twenty five percent tariff because it's a bad idea." Anyway, um, and then maybe like. I don't know, invest in domestic manufacturing or something. Well, that would be nice. That would be the next step. But then you step. have to like give them right, uh, not right, uh, benefits like healthcare and debt. Mm. Yeah. Can't we just outsource that? Yeah, <laughs> we can outsource that to a country where they don't have rights. Yeah, that uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for slave labor, basically. Is that cool? Right. Um, yes. Yes, it is. Wait, no, no, it's not. It's not. I don't I don't support that. It's but cool no, as uh, long as you own the company. Well, that's that's correct. So hopefully it, it happens. I kind of doubt it's gonna happen right away. But I could see NVIDIA and AMD going up there and saying we need to end this tariff because it was a bad it was a bad idea when it was announced and I was like, Oh, that's bad. Like cause I, uh, I found myself saying that a lot during the Trump administration, come to think of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, oh, this, that's that's not good. Yeah, th- this person does not know what he is doing. Is is what I when often say. When does the said. Homer Simpson say that's good? When does he say that's good? He's never going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, bad. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our next one. <laughs> this one I I really like it. Um, 
it's it's kind of a joke story. It's from Gizmodo. So people have been hacking printers at companies and printing off like anti-work manifestos. Hell yeah. Heck yes. I, I enjoy this one. Um, some hacker out there is really taking the whole great resignation thing pretty seriously. According to a new report from Motherboard, dozens of companies' receipt printers are getting spammed with anti-work screeds? Screeds? Screeds. Do they mean creeds? Anti-work. A long speech or piece of writing, typically one regarded as tedious. Oh. Well, I... We learned a new word today, boys and girls. The the, uh, the, the ex docker boys really love to use their thethorith. Uh, yeah. Uh, the idea of which are encouraging employees to tell their bosses to take a hike. Over the past few days, a slew of pictures have been posted to Reddit appearing to show lengthy receipts inscribed with the same pro-labor, anti-capitalist rhetoric. Many of them make reference to R slash anti-work, which is a Reddit. Hey, uh, I was going to mention that. I'm actually a, uh, that's, I don't do Reddit very much, but that is one of the ones I am a part of. Uh, the increasingly popular anti-work subreddit and encourage workers to stand up to their employee employers over and stand those stand up to those employees. Now stand up to the employers over wages and benefits. Uh, one of them says time is your most valuable asset uh, before encouraging employees to force their bosses to fire them ostensibly so they can get go to the employment office and get unemployment. It says, are you being underpaid? Begin organizing a union, one appears to uh, exhort. Some references, uh, 25 or walk, which appears to be an activist movement focused on raising the minimum wage for fast food workers. A uh, number of posts on anti-work reference the movement and its goal as, uh, of raising worker standards of living. I had a friend who worked at World Market? Market of Choice. Market of Choice is the name of it. I don't know if you guys have it over there in Illinois. I miss World Market. Yeah, we have World Market. Uh, no, Market of Choice. Market oh, of Choice. Market World Market. It, it, we have similar uh, venues. It's probably just a different owner, though. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much World Market. We have we have World Market over here, but we also have Market of Choice. Um, Do you still have World Market? Because we don't have it anymore. They closed them all down. May, maybe they closed it down. I know I've heard of it and seen it, but I'll have to check later. Anywho, a person was working at Market of Choice, and the new hires were making like $2 more an hour than this person. And they had been there for like two years. So, uh, yeah, it's a thing that happens, and uh, the whole underpaid thing definitely does happen. Yeah, that's why uh, uh, why employers... Uh, we'll set up like rules like don't talk about your pay with coworkers. That's they illegal. Won't ever say, they won't ever say why. But yeah, they do that. That's illegal in Oregon. Yeah, it's not in Missouri. And I know, I know some people will. Uh, some people. I had a coworker that skirted the line. He's like, you should never talk about pay. And I was like, but what if you're getting underpaid and you find out that somebody who's in the same position of you as you is making like $3 more an hour. And he's like, well, you should know what you're worth. I'm like, how are you supposed to know what you're worth? Yeah. Like, if like, and, what and if, how are you supposed to know? I've if you, never what you're understood worth? that fucking logic. 
Yeah. How are you supposed to know what you're worth if every job you look for, they never mention a salary? Yeah. It's always competitive wage or we pay fairly or blah, blah, blah. But they never tell you this is approximately how much money you're going to make. Just give me a range. Give me a range of how much. That's why Glassdoor exploded. Like, no one... No one would use Glassdoor if it wasn't for the fact that, like, it's the only place where you can have any idea on roughly how much you can expect to make somewhere. Yeah. Like, and I actually do enjoy Glassdoor for its uh, reviews. Yeah. Like when I'm looking for jobs and I see places, I will frequently look them up on Glassdoor just to, you know, make sure they're not a heaping steam pile. I, so, I do that, but I have heard, I've heard some things about the way that the reviews work at Glassdoor. I've I've had yeah. some bad interviews and I've definitely been like, well, you know, I looked y'all up on Glassdoor and they said the manager was a real bitch, so that really makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely that definitely does make sense. I uh I know there are some states, not the one I live in, but I think Colorado uh has has implemented some laws that make it so that if you put a a job listing up, you have to have a salary range on it. God, that would be so nice. Yeah, and it's uh it's great because I don't want to uh, okay. I I uh when I was unemployed, I applied for a job at for what's called the Opportunity Foundation. And the Opportunity Foundation is not a place you want to work. Uh it 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 takes care of uh you know, mentally disabled people, which is a, a great goal. Uh, but the management there is really bad, and they treat their employees really bad, and all the for the IT section, everything's it's a nonprofit, so they don't put any money towards it. And so I go in for an right. interview for a full time job. Uh, you know, I go and I'm probably overly qualified for this job. And they uh, they call me back a few days later, and they're like, "Hey, we want to hire you." but we don't want to give you the full-time job. We actually gave that to somebody internally. And I was like, all right. And they're <laughs> like, so would you want to work for us part-time at $18 an hour, no more than 20 hours a week? <laughs> and I was like, let me think about it. I have another interview today. I'll, I'll give you a call back. And they're like, okay. And then I blocked their number. <laughs> Because I'm not working for that low of pay and uh, only less than 20 hours a week so they don't have to give me benefits. Yeah, go fuck yourselves. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it's, it's a shit show out there. So companies will do that often. And, of course, they didn't advertise how much they would pay for that job. And $18 an hour is probably the max that they would want to pay. So... Uh, yeah, I just want to know, Connor, how do you hack receipt printers? If I were, uh, tasked with the job, I would probably try to hijack the driver so I could just send whatever instruction I want to from it. That sounds Uh, good. If not the actual device driver itself, you would need to find whatever is controlling the print jobs from... The, you know, you know, you know what machine, probably whether that's a Windows machine or like a vendor machine or something like that. Most likely, the printers that they use they're they're just like a thermal printer, right? 
Yeah, these look like ISP 200s or something like that. Okay. Little, like, receipt printers, basically. So most likely what you would be able to do, if you were on the network, you could install whatever program allows you to see all the printers on the network. And that usually, unless they have, like, decent security or any security, um, which they probably don't in these in these specific areas, if you're on the network, they don't really care about printers so much. So you'd probably just be able to install that software and see all the printers and then just send whatever you wanted to those printers. I've done it with I Zebra printers. I bet you wouldn't even need to go that far. I bet you that those printers are just sitting, like the ports are sitting there open, and mm. you can just send print data to that open port, and it'll just fucking eat it and, and spit out whatever you want. Oh, that's beautiful. We are, uh, we are not going to do this, just so any law enforcement knows. We, have, we are not doing this. We are just theorizing of how this might have been done. And we are I mean, going to move it's on. fireable, but is it a crime? <laughs> yes. Is it? Technically, I yes. You, I guarantee you that the place that I used to work, um, you could have done that with all the printers they installed. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that happen. Anywho, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about PlayStation. And we're going to talk about something uh, pretty awesome that probably might happen i don't know it might not be as awesome as we hope it is but it could be awesome and that is playstation game pass if yeah, okay it, yay. yay uh it could be a multi-tiered and provide uh access to classic playstation games uh this is from destructoid uh, subscription services have been steadily rising in the industry and it looks like sony may be upping the offering to compete with the likes of game pass a new report from Bloomberg indicates why if I started a news organization, I would not name it after myself. Let's see. I have written entertainment. Isn't that a news organization? No. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's, a ten, it's an entertainment conglomerate, right? There's, yeah, yeah. Totally a different... but, but that's also a fake name. It is not. Yeah. It is not my actual name. I did not name it Nathan <laughs> Entertainment. Just, I think if I if I had a catchy last name like Bloomberg, I'd I'd probably do that. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I just it seems I'm also like I, I'm I'm ironically egotistical or at least narcissistic in spite of the fact I have no self esteem. Yeah. Uh. So Bloomberg is indicating PlayStation is planning a tiered system. Uh. Or I'm sorry tiered subscription service that can rival Microsoft offering per their sources. The service is reportedly codenamed Spartacus and will offer access to a catalog of both modern and classic games I'm for a monthly Spartacus. fee. Yeah, yeah. According to Bloomberg sources, it will also be available on both PlayStation 4 and 5. It's expected uh, sometime in the spring and will merge the two current PlayStation subscription plans, plus and now. Uh, documents reviewed by Bloomberg lay out the three tiers of benefits. The first would, from the sound of it, be the current PlayStation Plus benefits. The second would offer a catalog of PS4 and 5 games, eventually. At the third tier, there would be extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic games. These would include PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and PSP games. No Vita games. Sorry, Aroa. It's okay. Uh, there were only like five anyway. Yeah. 
Bloomberg, Bloomberg, Bloomberg also reports that Sony is putting resources into expanding its efforts in cloud gaming. Oh, good, because the cloud gaming on on uh, PlayStation sucks. Yep. Um, I guess XCloud also... is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I played some original Xbox games over XCloud, I had what I would I would say is like a a positive experience overall. I would never, I would never use it as like my sole way of playing games. But uh, considering there are no Xbox emulators, uh, like it's definitely there are a, though. A original Xbox? Yeah, they're getting there. I like the last one that I looked at was still like the compatibility list was like yeah it runs. The compatibility it's... list is still bad, but over the last couple of years, they've upgraded it quite a bit. Like, it's I mean, starting I'm... to be reasonably okay. We're we're getting to uh, getting to the the point where you can actually finish a Halo campaign. Just uh, just just Xbox. Somebody hack Microsoft and. Get us that. Get us the source code for that. Uh, that Xbox emulator they use. Come on. But for real, um, I just don't care about this. Like it's it's neat. Uh, I might try I will, it out. I will say if I if I was still a console player, this mm. would excite me. That but that that's like Microsoft kind of. It would is in like the best possible position because they own two platforms essentially. Yeah. So so question though, um, what games have you played this week? Mainly, um, uh, shitty indie games, uh, mobile games, and an MMO and PS2 games and, and PS2 games because you're not a console gamer. Well, you know what I mean, <laughs> like, like. And the and the other thing with that with, with this is that I'm pretty sure that the classic games are going to be streamed because I don't unless they added classic PS2 games to PS4 at some point they did I don't did they because yeah. I, I knew that that was a thing on PS3 because that was uh that was how I played Fatal Frame three uh was on the PS3 classic thingy. They have like 55 titles. Uh but yes, they have a PlayStation 2 emulator for okay. the for the uh for the PlayStation 5 and 4. And yeah. well anything that's on 4 is going to be on 5. Yeah, and now the PS3, those ones are probably going to be streamed. Yeah. Which is like I mean, I I did PS3 game streaming on PS Now and it's PS Now, so it's shit. Uh, yeah. I just don't. I don't see this like they can say that it's going to rival Game Pass all they want, but unless they can wrangle themselves some damn good exclusives on that side, I really don't see that being a factor. And, and that's that's really interesting that I think about that, like that. Is is that going to be like the new way that we have console exclusives? Is like they're going to come out on all the consoles, but they're going to be on one subscription service before the other one, and so Probably. it's like it's it's, it's going to be like uh, 
how it how it it still kind of is, but was really bad with Epic Game Store there for a while, where games were just coming out on there, and then you had to wait a year for them to come out on Steam. That's how it's been forever. Like still like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not as bad now. Like there was there was that period of time where Epic was just like throwing out fifty million dollar contracts left and right, no, trying to I, get as many games on I mean, EBS as they could. They've done that. They've done that with a lot of games, uh, where for for all the consoles ever since like the PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, like uh, even Deathloop is exclusive to the PlayStation. Oh yeah. So and it's owned by Microsoft now. Yeah. But but well, because it, that it, contract was signed before Microsoft bought it, they had to honor it. Yeah. But I I mean like. Like exclusives aren't as common now as like in the particularly in the in the 360 PS3 generation, uh, but in the PS2 generation as well. Uh, like now with with games kind of being it, like the industry being as homogenous as it is, we don't really see things that are released exclusively for one platform or another entirely. Right. Uh, like uh, other than situations like death loop like it's a once in a while thing yeah uh, i i do like that because especially you know i got into computers uh mid 2000s is when i when i got my first gaming computer really i had been into computers but i hadn't actually got any computers until then and i being a gamer in the nine you know 1990s and 2000s and if you were on PC, the gaming experience was wholly different because you rarely would get would a game get ported from PlayStation to PC or oh, yeah. from Xbox to PC. You got the random one-offs like Final Fantasy VII, but for the for ninety percent of the time, you were kind of stuck just playing whatever was released on PC and you weren't going to be able to play those other AAA games that were made for the Xbox or the the PlayStation 2 or whatnot. So if you like top-down RPGs and RTSs. Oh, yeah. And and the rare open-world uh, game like, like Daggerfall or something. But yeah. there, there were games that would cross. Uh, typically, it was the other way around, though. It was typically, if there was a PC game that was really popular it would get ported to a console. Yeah, like Command and Conquer on the N64. Uh, that's how I played it. That, that's how I did it, baby. Um, or, or Morrowind to the, to the Xbox. Yeah, that's how I played that. <laughs> Which, uh, the first time was the same way for me. I know, buddy, you played StarCraft on the N64. You know, <laughs> the best way to play it. <laughs> it is a way to play it. That is Can't download patches. Zerg Rush always works. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to talk about some Halo Infinite. Uh, Halo. Great game. I'm having fun with it. Uh, there are some some issues I have with it. Uh, one of the issues is that there right. is no playlist selection, really. There's quick play, big team battle, ranked and custom. So uh are are you part of the reason that the Reddit is like locked down right now? No, I haven't I haven't 
spoke about Reddit, or I haven't gone to the Halo Reddit at all. I go to wrestling. Uh, I go to the anti-work. And then I go to, I today have just visited the Shadowrun uh, Reddit. <laughs> because, because Connor is forcing me to play Shadowrun with him. Against his will. Against my will. I saw uh, some... I saw an article earlier, and I, I thought about posting it, but uh, yeah, apparently the the Halo Reddit is uh, locked uh, because it got so toxic with people complaining about the game that the mods couldn't handle it anymore. I mean, and that's and that's another thing. I don't like the the battle pass really. Not a huge fan of it. Not a huge fan of the leveling system, but. Those are things I can overlook because I'm just playing the game to have fun. I'm not playing. I don't play games to be like, oh, look at my level in this game that I play for fun. Uh, if it's an RPG, obviously I want to level up. But if it's if it's a Halo, I just want to I just want to play the game. Anywho, uh, so they're adding in new modes eventually. Uh, Halo Infinite Team is working on mode. adding. Yeah, Fiesta, SWAT, and free-for-all. I don't like any of those modes, but there are people <laughs> who do. Uh, Fiesta, it it's, it's can be fun, but 90% of the time I spawn with a Needler and somebody else spawns with a rocket. So Wait. it doesn't work out well. That's someone's idea of calling, fun. Why are they calling SWAT tactical slayer? Because swatting's too offensive. You could actually SWAT someone and ruin their life. Oh. God, is that why? I I wouldn't be surprised. I wasn't sure if it was that or if like SWAT was like a a trademarked term. I don't know. It's probably the what Connor said, or they just don't want to call it that. I don't care. Uh, Like whatever, whatever that that last Halo game. Well, well, I guess it was Master Chief Collection. Well, Well, Master Chief Collection. Whatever I was gonna say, the last one that I played, but it was Master Chief Collection. Uh, like just straight up called it SWAT. They even had the voiceover guy go SWAT whenever the game started. Like, yes, uh, don't but... change things. It scares me. <laughs> but yeah, so Fiesta is a uh, Slayer, where uh, you spawn with random weapons. So there's no set like battle rifle, pistol. There's no set, uh, you know, you don't do the, uh, you know, assault rifle or pistol. You start with random weapons. And so you always get a pistol and somebody else gets rockets and then you don't have fun. SWAT is Slayer, but there are no shields. So typically. Headshots only. No, it's not. SWAT is not. If you're good at it, you it is, but it's just no shields. No shields, no radar. Yeah. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was a, a it was uh maybe I guess it's like you pretty much have to do headshot because it's also like isn't it pistols and sniper rifles like it's single shot weapons it's only. Typically battle rifles. BR pistol. Oh, okay. Yeah, BR pistol. Uh, you but oh but no, yeah. you gotta you gotta try to get the sniper rifle before anybody. That's yeah. Um, but also you can. There are other ways, like you can melee somebody too to death. Until uh, I don't play this game anymore. You should play it with us. It's fun. Download it. It's 25 gigs. Uh, 300 gigs. I just. (laughs) It's not 300 gigs. You lying bastard. Uh, 
Um, so it says, uh, and then free for all is what it sounds like. Uh, you know, you have eight people and they're all killing each other. Uh, so it says, while FFA and SWAT have been somewhat possible using custom game tools, these playlists will hopefully make it easier to queue up and play these modes. Fiesta, meanwhile, was already featured as part of the fractured Tenrai event. Uh, our goal for events is now to try new modes prior to adding playlists. Uh, we'll monitor playlist health, and after the three editions above and adjust our offering if needed. But we're excited to make these updates before the holidays. I wonder if they're going to do, like, Driftball. Because I, I don't like Driftball, but it's something that they definitely Drift. should should Drift add. Griffball. I wonder so. if that's a... Is it, so who who owns Griff? Is that 343, or is that Bungie, or is that uh, Rooster Teeth? That is Rooster Teeth. Yeah, that's... I wonder if they can call it that. They did. They might. They might have to like pay a license fee. So like, you want twelve bucks? It. They'll change it. It'll be. Uh, they'll call it like Hammerball or something. Swordball. Uh, or yes. Like touchdown. Something like that. So it's it's uh it's good that they're adding playlists that should already be in the game. That should yeah. have been there day one. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like a day zero, like, kind of a given fucking thing in a modern even, video game with multiplayer. Even, even just free-for-all. Like, I could live without Fiesta or SWAT, but like, and I could live without free-for-all, but that's been in there since Halo 2. Yeah. Like, as one of the default playlists was free-for-all. Come on, people. Yeah, they they dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, they did. And it's uh, Halo. They, they they should have known better. Yeah, he dropped the oddball. <laughs> U.S. is indicting two men for running a twenty million dollar YouTube content ID scam. I hate you, Aroa. Um, <laughs> so you brought this up. What's what's it about? Uh, how are you guys doing? Are you guys gonna avoid the uh, joy, avoid jail time on this one? Uh, look, I wish that I had been smart enough to do this. Um, <laughs> so essentially, uh, if you have ever gotten a content ID claim on a video and, uh, it has been claimed by some company that you have never fucking heard of and you Google it and all you can find is other people complaining about this random fucking company that they've never heard of claiming their video. Uh, it was probably something related to either this specifically or someone else running a content ID scam. Uh, these guys would run God knows how many uh, music tracks uh, through the content ID system, claiming them to be their own or that they otherwise own the rights to them to to enforce copyright. Uh, and so then would flag fucking thousands upon thousands of videos uh so that they can then rake in the ad revenue from them um i don't know that this says exactly how much oh it, it was in excess of 20.77 million dollars uh over oh, the that's course it? of 
yeah it like considering the uh supposed 5.5 billion dollars in ad revenue that youtube has raked in uh over the last several years like uh yeah it's like i i actually have been affected by this because they um they copyrighted the doki doki literature club theme music i remember i remember you saying that yeah yeah so uh yeah they they uh they claimed that video uh now what's curious to me or what i'm curious about here is considering uh how many people were affected by this are any of these people going to get their fucking ad revenue back the answer is no you would definitely hope so but i think youtube's going to get that money back and that's it Uh uh-huh that's exactly what's people dropping the balls that's exactly what's going to happen Oh, we, um, we fixed the problem. Don't worry, it won't happen again. I'm I'm trying to read through the article, um, but I'm I'm very curious if anybody will actually get the money. I'm I'm just reading through the article to see if there's any way for people to claim that money. Um, did you read through the entire article and and see anything like that, Aroa? No, I listened to some guy summarize it on YouTube. Given the fraudulent nature of the contract, YouTube paid out a huge sum to the pair that should have gone to real artists and creators. 30 of the highest grossing artists are listed by initial in the indictment, but many more are clearly affected. However, also falling victim to the scam were hundreds, I'm sorry, were huge numbers of YouTubers who had their uploads flagged by YouTube and AR as infringing and subsequently monetized by Batista and Terran. It's really sad that Batista has has gone and done that. I mean, he went from <laughs> went from being world champion and Drax and now he's now he's going and and getting ad revenue. Um do, 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 do. I want to make a claim so, through this place and a few days ago uh a said company called Media UV is stealing content from my channel and from other users. Does anyone know something about said company? Uh, I'm trying to see. I'm not seeing that they would. There's, it. yeah, there's no. Uh, so it it does look like this lawsuit was brought about by some artists uh, who found out about this going on and then are suing over it uh they note that uh there were some 30 artists who accrued multiples of tens of thousands of dollars in ad revenue uh that was then taken from them and paid to this fake medium of company yeah um so the way that that they they did it and probably how they got away with it as long as they did was by using this they 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 pulled the the i'm behind seven proxies thing and had a shell company sitting between them and youtube so the money would go to this ar company everyone would investigate ar and find nothing while the money was actually just going straight from this other shell company into medium of um which was just these two dudes making money off of other people's work. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see this gone. Yeah. But it's, it's all, all of this to really say 
um, YouTube's copy uh, or content ID system is garbage. Yeah. Uh, this was this was going on for I want to say like five years, four or five years, uh, before YouTube had it brought to them, and it looks like it took a lawsuit to actually do anything about it. Uh, in the meantime, there were who knows how many people who complained about this, both directly to YouTube and, you know, obviously on social media, uh, and nothing, nothing was done. YouTube said, well, just go through the, the proper channels. Well, the proper channels involve filing a fucking lawsuit against somebody. And look, we know how the fucking legal system in America works. Even if you're in the right, if you don't have fifty hundred thousand dollars to spend on legal fees you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to complete a lawsuit yeah it's they will they will burn you out long before anything actually happens well and and in the united states it's not it's not even that easy because there are a lot of states that um if like let's say i'm suing a roa right because he stole money from me and let's he let's say he stole a $10,000 from me. That's over a civil suit, so I would have to hire a lawyer. That lawyer is going to cost let's be generous, at least that $10,000 to sue Aroa. And so it's not going to be worth it, and in a lot of states if you win, so let's say I won that case, Aroa would have to give me that $10,000, but he not he wouldn't necessarily have to give me the money for that lawyer. So yeah. uh I would have to sue also for him to pay for the lawyer for the legal fees. So it wouldn't be worth it. Um and and, and that's kind of what I believe like obviously these aren't the only two guys doing these stupid content ID claims. But they're banking on the fact that you know, it's going to be so little money from, let's say, $100 from each person that you're taking the content ID claim from. Like, nobody is really going to sue for that. And Until you start doing it to... Yeah, until know, you start doing... Of, yeah, exactly. Was, so. they, they list some, they list five in here, uh the royalties that were stolen from them over the, yeah over the course of 2016 quarter 1 or, or 2016 to quarter 1 of 2020 uh we've got 132,000 128,000 102,000 101,000 and 87,000 dollars uh to these five separate artists like once you get up into that range like somebody's going to eventually figure out that that they're getting shafted and they're going to try to do something about it yeah, uh, I, I think these guys just got cocky and that's how they ended up getting caught, which is usually how it works. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, pretty sure I'm pretty sure we have uh, we've spoken about this before this content ID claim stuff. Uh, I do remember that, that. Yeah, you get cocky and you start getting sloppy and that's how you get caught. There was somebody was stealing some sort of thing that's kept in barrels. I don't know if it was whiskey or something. Um, in Canada, and there were just barrels upon barrels upon barrels of this stuff that they were stealing. And at first, what they would redo, or what they would do, is they would fill it back up with water, so that it weighed the same as with the other liquid that was in there. Again, can't remember what liquid it was. 
Um, and then they would put it like in the back, and was it wine. It might. I don't think it was wine. It might have been wine. It was something like that. But they were stealing barrels and barrels of this stuff, and the inspector would come out, and all they would do to see if the whatever was good was they would just weigh it and see if if see if the weight was right, and then leave. They wouldn't actually open it up and check to see if the liquid was in there was good. And so they eventually started getting sloppy and just not filling the the barrels back up. And that's how they got caught was because an inspector came and was like, wait, we have like 50 empty barrels in here. <laughs> uh, and so they ended up getting caught. And so what I'm saying is, uh, you know, taking a, Taking a couple hundred dollars, a thousand dollars from somebody, you're probably not going to get sued. But once you start getting a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars from one person, that's when you're going to start having to worry about actually getting caught. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, sucks to be them. <laughs> yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible people. Don't don't do this. Uh, and also, that's again, as I said earlier, this this. These two people aren't the only ones doing it. There are long shot. There are thousands of other people that are doing similar things and just copyright claiming all sorts of stuff. Uh, I've I seen. Have, I have. I've had a handful of my own videos that they've been claimed by some company that, as far as I could find, doesn't actually exist. Yeah, has nothing to do with whatever their copy, like whatever the copyright claim is. Uh, I've seen I've seen YouTube video YouTubers, big YouTubers complain about that, where like there's no music or anything. The guy's just talking and they're like, yeah, they claim this 20 second clip of mine. And so now I've got to fight it. Yeah. So uh, thankfully, this podcast will never get claimed because nothing exciting happens on here. But with that, we are at the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Connor for being here. I. I'm glad that now that I'm here, I could say that this is my 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 joint creation. Uh, I'm I'm going to uh, make sure that you can never publish again. That's all mine. Okay, no thank you. For you. Uh, you know that's kind of what happened with the completionist. So like Doug Walker didn't like. No, no, the completionist, not the nostalgia critic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, wasn't he on Normal Boots or something like that? I I don't know the story. Uh well, uh, we we spoke about it when it happened, but basically there was a guy that uh worked with him in the beginning named Greg and they did like 130 episodes. And uh then Greg left. And they had like a big falling out, they're not friends anymore, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then Friendship like ended with Greg. Yeah, and so they uh you know, a little thing popped up where Gerard said something, it was like Greg will remember that. Um, but then they're like, okay, he's left the channel. We're going to keep going on without him. We're retiring his bits too. So a lot of the stuff that, uh, he had done, we're not going to pass that on to somebody else out of respect for Greg. And then like two years later, after they had published like a hundred more videos, Greg messaged the completionist and was like, Hey, I want you to take that hundred and 20 or 100 i think it's 120 120 videos that i was in i never gave you right to use those and use my likeness so i want you to take those videos down and Mm. he he did 
the yeah, the completionist went and spoke to the lawyer, and the lawyer's like, "You probably don't have to do that." Like he did give you permission, and it's been on there for over two years, and he worked for you. Like he made mm-hmm. money off of him, so most likely, like if if he took you to the court, nothing would happen. The judge would throw it out. It would. Um, but Gerard took it down. He took all 120 episodes down that featured Greg and uh, has been re-completing those games on top of the games he's already complete. He's still completing. Uh, see, I would have just, uh, I would have gone back and like re-edited all of them. To have and, someone and, do the like, same bits, just talk over it. <laughs> well, either that or just like, like, really badly superimpose like some some stupid face or just a, a badly cut out jpeg or something over the top of him and then yeah do some kind of dumb voiceover over it or just no. cut out those sections completely and have it just be like a black screen with text over it that goes some asshole was in in this spot and then <laughs> cut back <laughs> take take hundreds of hours of work just to just to make make fun of somebody like i would i would do a computer voice it's less effort than uh, going back and trying to rebeat a bunch of fucking games. Yeah, 120 games that he's got to recomplete, and because he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't just well, beat the games. He 100 oh, percents them. Yeah, it yeah, works for him monster. because that's his model. He yeah. makes money by doing that, and if he could re-release the same, because there there are a finite number of games that you are going to want to, or people are going to be interested in hearing about. So that's true. That's that's sort of a hidden blessing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I bet uh, the completionist in real life, and uh, he's a nice guy. Uh, he, he, does he, even, seem, he does seem like an all right dude. Yeah. Um, our friend of the podcast, uh, Nick Lotus, uh, actually interviewed him once, and that was the first interview he ever, the first real interview he ever had, uh, because she works for uh, NPR. Uh, that's no That's no secret. And... Uh, he was down where she was at for Evo, and so she's like, you want to do an interview? And he's like, yeah. So uh, first interview, and she got him on NPR, which is really cool. Anyway, uh, thank you for being... Had people on here other than just me and Connor? Uh, Nick Lotus does want to do the podcast again, but uh, she's she's very busy. Uh, when well, I went not, down to... Her. She's got a fucking... She's got a kid now. She doesn't get to have a life. Yeah, so... Uh, when I went down to uh, Vegas, I actually hung out with Nick Lotus and got a got a picture with her. So actually got to uh-huh. hang out with, ha- have lunch with her. So that was really cool. Anyway, uh, thank you, Aroa, for being here. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm here. I ate a well, whole pint of ice cream. Nice. We will be back next week with some more exhilarating news, uh, the Reet and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you and goodbye. Good- goodbye. are you just not gonna say okay no thanks connor it's uh i said thanks to connor no you didn't yes i did i said thanks to connor and then we went into a rant and then i said thanks to aroa oh maybe that was pre-rant you better leave all this in i i am goodbye